Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn. I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we are your hosts. Hi. So I think we're going to do some trials and triumphs. Y'all, we are having some tech issues with the last few of our guests. And so we um, weren't able to record with our guests because of problems. So we're just going to do some trials and triumphs right now. Um, the moon must be in Because we're already grid. here. Gathered together. <laughs> yeah, something's happening. I don't know. Um, uh, is anything right right now? So much is right. So much is right. Well, mm-hmm. then you go first, Karen. No, Taryn, you were okay. saying that you had some. Oh, no, Caroline was saying she had some really good stuff. Oh, well, I'll, then I'll do mine because if Caroline's are the best, I'm, I'll, I'll let hers go. All right. Um, they're the best, but they're exciting for me. <laughs> All right, go. All right. So trial of the week. So, you know, just working from home, being all chic, um, and my, <laughs> internet, <laughs> my internet goes out, you know, not my bloodline you know whatever so um that's fun um of course it took like you know they're like oh we can't come out tomorrow because that's all full but we'll come out the next day and I was like oh that's fine I'm not trying to fully function from my house so that's fine um so that was great um and they also were like oh by the way you know, you might have to pay if, you know, it's not our fault that it's like not working or you uh-huh. know something's wrong. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Sign me up. I just bought a water heater. Let's do this. Right. Um, so uh, they came out and he was very nice and he didn't have to come inside. And he went outside and pretty much just told me that my like wire was twisted. And because it's not fiber, it will like make it not work. And so he just untwisted it. <laughs> Really? Let me ask this. Yes. Were you also unable to watch television? Horror of horrors. Uh, The television, yes, went out as well. It was. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's rough it. When 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 in quarantine, things that are needed is internet and TV. Like, so it was it was traumatic. You know. What did we do? (laughs) We like read books or something. I don't even know. We went over to our neighbors, like we on our back porch, and kind of see our neighbor's house. So we sat up on our table so we could see their TV and just watch from afar. Did you really? <laughs> no, because that would be was, awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. What do you think they're watching over? Yeah, there? what's it until they look like? Until they spot us sitting up on a table watching them, um, <laughs> and then I get arrested. Um. So no. Um. And then our triumph is that we got our um, brand new or our. Rev- we're a new revision of our house plans and it is already time to start contacting bidder or builders to get um, bids. So, wow. But that's, yeah, which is nuts. And And scary. um, You just, it's just the plans I showed you that for even just bidding purposes, we just kind of list materials of sorts. They kind of have a general idea of the level of the house we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we're having all these phone interviews and, 
um, and like just personal distant interviews too. And we've sent everyone these plans. And so we're going to start bidding that out, which is kind of crazy. Wow. So, yeah. What planning are you thinking about, Taryn? Are you thinking about starting this year? Uh, yes. So pretty much fall, winter, by the time we permit, because the city of Atlanta is still closed. So we've heard it's taking like six months even to get permitting. So even if we pick a builder and we start the permitting as soon as possible, it still might take six months to get that. So, but technically speaking, we would start this year. So. And then where would you live during your build? Um, because of the child, we probably would stay nearby just so that we don't have to figure out a new daycare. So you'd rent so. something, you'd find something to rent near you. Yeah. Yes. That is the plan. So How that is my. How do you think it would take to build? Um, they said just assume about a year. A solid, year. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of nuts. Um, obviously, lots of details and things to figure out. But it's so exciting, though. Do you feel overwhelmed, yeah. or do you feel excited about it? Um, I'm overwhelmed in the sense of I don't know how. Right now, it's just a paper, and it's just like an idea, you know. And so I don't know how much you know. We look at things at such a eye level of and interior wise of design and the things that go in. So it's hard with the hard structures thinking about, well, do I need to go ahead and tell them this and that? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm already like ahead of myself, but I don't know when to put in those le- like that level of detail. So right now they're like, no, you can change anything right now. It's paper. So I need to remember, it's like, this is our general ish. Mm-hmm. I can move things. We can move rooms. We have not, you know, so that's a good part. But that part's what I'm overwhelmed by is I keep getting like, wait, but I need to pick a paint color. No, I don't need to pick a paint <laughs> oh, color right. for at least 12 months. So anyway, yeah, that's mine. So that's all right. a lot. You're going to have a full docket of trials and triumphs for the next 18 to 24 months. I mean, I think everyone's who likes this podcast and who doesn't hate me will actually enjoy following along with me yes should you have a little blog or something that we can all follow maybe it's just this this is our vlog this is our vlog i know i have thought about putting out yeah. separate just instagram, instagram just for this yeah mm-hmm. just doing like a fully separate one so that like i can make it public and like because it won't just be my child playing, playing in the trucks. dirt yeah <laughs> nobody nobody wants that garbage anyway but if it was house stuff people would probably be in so i might try to do one separately let me mull it over we i still don't have anything to post so nobody nobody worry you're not missing anything but your house plans that's true mm-hmm. that's true so and i mean you have some befores of your current house and that's all exciting to go back and look up you know a year all later right. i'll work on my instagram your game name Get up on it, girl. El Rancho to El, I don't know. I think you should call the new one El Rancho, too, because I think that's hysterical. (laughs) I think so, too. How about El Rancho's face? El Rancho Grande. El Rancho's Grande. Ooh. El Rancho's Bujo. (laughs) It sounds like a special dinner on Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Number five or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll think of a good name for me. Let me know. All right. El, El Rancho Reboot. Ooh. Mm. I like that one. Carolyn is yeah, very excited one. about that. That's a good no, one. No, I like okay. that one. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Everyone, please brainstorm and we'll let someone else go so that I don't make everyone bored. 
Okay. Go. I have a couple things. I'm trying to decide what what I want to talk about because, you know, everything's so important. <laughs> I will say that I I kind of knocked it out of the park this year on my Mother's Day gift to my mother, which was just a few weeks ago. Oh, and my mother is, um, she hasn't left her house in what, eight weeks. And, you know, when we come by, we like put her groceries inside the door and wave across the room and leave. And I kind of feel bad, you know, poor thing. <laughs> She's sitting in there. Um, so, well, two things. Did I tell you about the hot cross buns? You did. Okay. I, you I made it hot cross buns. I had to get yeast from a neighbor. But did I tell you about the picture frame I got her? No. 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 Okay. All right. So I play like words with friends. Do you guys play mm-hmm. that? Okay. So yes. I'm the idiot who bought something off of an ad <laughs> with words with friends. <laughs> That's me. Um, and it was this picture frame and it's called Skylight. And um, it's a digital picture frame, but you can email photos to it. So constantly, you know, so I emailed my brother, I texted my brother and his wife and their kids and other people I knew. And I said, Hey, email pictures to this email address. And then it automatically populates into the frame. And so we set it up in our house, but then ongoing, you can, you know, like tonight, I could send a picture of the family eating dinner, or if we go anywhere or do anything. So it's like those old school digital picture frames, except it can hold like 8,000 photos. And um, it just automatically will update and shuffle and show her different things going on out in the world, which I thought was kind of fun. And she really liked it. That is really cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, it was still it was not cheap. y'all. It was like 160 bucks or something like that. Um, But it's nice quality. It really works. I was really impressed. So it was it was it uses Wi-Fi? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Took it up to her Wi-Fi, but then there's an email address for that frame. You give it the address you want. I think mine is like grandma's photos or something at Skylight. And um, and then everyone can just continue to email to it, which is kind of fun. That's like so it. nice. That is really okay, cute. Yeah. I like um, that idea. Thanks. I'm the best daughter. And I did recently <laughs> find out that my mother listens to the podcast. Aww. Like for the first Hi. year and a half, I don't think she did. Wait, okay, her name starts with a B. It is Bula. Bula. I'm like, How okay, I know it's unusual. Bula. Bula. Hi, Bula. <laughs> yes. Hi. I hope you're enjoying, enjoying your photos. Your yeah. Yes. We Do you want a photo of us? <laughs> I'm sure she's dying for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to screenshot your window. Oh this Lord, is- no. Okay, so here's a trial. Now that I'm at home all the time, well. Oh, gosh. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to skip that one and go to something else. So we found out this week or yeah, I think this week or last week at work that we're going to be working from home through at least September 15th and maybe even into January, which, wow, y'all, that's a long time because we started in March, right? I believe. And I've been working in the dining room at our dining room table, which is perfectly lovely. Um, and has a great view and really nice light and I'm not really disturbed in there. But when I heard September 15th, I kind of had a little, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Right? Yes. I'm like, that's a long time. And I actually need to um, give a little bit of attention to my space. And and I want to carve out a specific space just for working. So I don't have to pick it all up at night, put it away so we can have dinner and that kind of thing. So I ended up 
taking over the sunroom in our house, which traditionally has been the room where the boys have their television and video games. They have a sectional sofa and a big television and da 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 da. But it has great light. It has windows on three sides and it looks out onto the street. I really like looking out onto activity. It makes me feel very connected or something. So I knew I wanted to have a window looking out onto the street. So my my son was very kind and sweet. He was um, happy to take his stuff up to the guest room. So we took television up to the guest room and I just kind of rearranged and brought a party table in here, which is a 48 inch round folding table. And I put a tablecloth over it, a white linen tablecloth and I'm looking out on the street and kind of zhuzhed it up a little bit. And it's so awesome. I have a little scented candle and some that flowers so and I feel really good in here. So made me really happy. I'm proud good. of you. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess I have two triumphs. Sorry. <laughs> A trial turned into a trial. No, that's okay. You know what? There's well, times we have two trials. Well, what's yours, Miss Caroline? Well, on sort of the same, you know, that same company-wide email that said September 15th, possibly January, I also <laughs> was like, oh, okay. Oh. Well, um, and I think I've probably, I think I've told y'all, um, yeah, that, that changes things. And I, I think I probably told y'all that I am sort of a nomad right now in terms of my workspace because um, Will has the guest room and I do really like to work at the dining room. But if Blair is up, aka not napping, so pretty much all working hours except two, then she can't, I mean, if she sees me, I, it's over. So um, I have to have a door. Mm-hmm. Right. She just loves me so much. Um, anyway, <laughs> but so uh, I have been working either in my bed, which is not ideal because I mean, I, it makes your back hurt too. Like as much as I work. love sleeping and being in bed, it feels real gross to be in the bed for like, what, probably 20 hours a day. Um, <laughs> sorry, you know, <laughs> um, and so, and then if I, if I have to take like a video call, obviously I'm not going to do that in the bed. So I'll put my computer, which is what I'm doing right now, on our dresser and pull a, de- a desk chair up to the dresser, which is also not <laughs> comfortable because where do my legs go? Um, anyway, so it's just, it's not really a super comfortable situation. So, and I'm not sure whether I've talked about the basement of our house on the podcast. Oh, yes, it did. Because remember, I told you all about how I did sort of a mini makeover in January and I reorganized it all to make it Will's art studio. Do you remember this? Right. Yeah. Basically, I just cleaned it. But um, when we moved in, it sort of became the dumping ground for anything we didn't unpack or didn't know where to put. In January, we cleaned it all out. I organized, made it Will's art studio. Well, our long-term plan has always been to, because there is a full bathroom down there, to make it an art studio slash kind of guest room with a pull-out couch, but like a, a real like yummy guest room. Mm-hmm. So we just a yucky sort of, guest room. A yeah, yummy not one. like a, it. It sounds horrible to say basement art studio slash guest room. That doesn't sound super appealing. So we've we have accelerated the plans for the basement, and um, the basement it it has just you know linoleum tile floors, very old. I think it was redone in like 1994. Um, drop ceiling with those awful ceiling tiles. Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, will. Um, pulled out all of the cabinetry that was in there that just, it was not in really a layout that would function for us. Pulled out all the cabinetry, pulled out the bathroom vanity, 
um, pulled out all the ceiling tile and all of Whoa. everything off the ceiling. Whoa. And um, so right now, sort of the steps and like the vision, we're going to leave basically the floor joists of the floor of the upstairs exposed mm-hmm. um, with the ductwork exposed and all of like the electrical and stuff exposed. Um, the floor joists are really beautiful, just a natural wood. So we're going to keep that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nice. kind of planning to do, and I haven't tested any paint colors, so I need to do that. But we're kind of planning to do a um, green, like muddy green color all over walls, everything. Just because it, there's well, only how one. Deep of a, well, how deep of a value when you say muddy green? Like like our um, um, kitchen cabinets. Okay. Yeah, it's so kind of an olive Okay. Darkish, but not like not super dark. Okay. Um, there are no windows down there, right? There's one window. There's a door okay. with a window in the door. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So we have a lot of plans. Um, long-term, we're probably going to put down like a natural fiber carpeting. Um, but the there's a gap essentially where the top of the sheetrock ends where the drop ceiling was. Mm-hmm. So right now Will's having to add um studs to the anyways, we, we have a long way to go, basically. But my hope like, is that by yeah, he sounds handy. Is he handy? Well we're gonna have a sheetrock guy come and do the sheetrock because there's okay, so there's about an a foot and a half where the sheetrock ends before the joists. And if you can imagine all of the floor joists, it goes like this. It's like a little yeah. um dental molding sort of at the top, like where it's not a straight shot. There's like little wedges where the joists are. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so we're probably going to have a sheetrock guy come hang just some um, kind of industrial lighting. Anyways, it's going to be interesting because it's not a very big space and we want to fit art space, cabinetry for his art supplies, a big desk, and eventually a pull-out couch. <laughs> Let me ask so you this, Caroline. Why does it need to be a desk versus a counter or something that's just cantilevered off the wall? Good call. We have actually talked about doing a countertop surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, one thing I really wanted to do initially was to use IKEA countertops and make like sort of a waterfall desk. So just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. three full thing. Um, the issue is that most countertops are 24 inches deep and Will wants it to be at least 30 inches deep because of the types of paper that he often uses. Mm-hmm. 24 is not deep enough for Great. Um, architectural drawings. Mm-hmm. So it just, it causes a whole, you know, it just, it's not super functional. Um, so that's sort of that. Um reasoning i'm not opposed to the countertop that's what we had before but that Mm. but that's one of the reasons he didn't like it because it wasn't deep enough um and really i'm probably Mm -hmm. not going to buy a desk i'm probably going to buy a dining table that's a whole other saga because (laughs) he's very particular about what he needs i mean it needs to be super flat so he can draw like it can't have any kind of grain to it it or whatever yeah Right. right right um he also has been, you know, with our most recent painting, doing a little bit of acrylic, which is 
super, you know, he used to just do watercolor and pen and ink. So that is not very messy, but with the acrylic is everywhere. So, um, I want, I was thinking almost like a glass top, uh, dining table. Cause I was thinking, well, at least I can like scrape the paint off that anyway. So I have a lot of decisions to make. Um, I'm sure I will be talking about it many, many, many more times on the podcast. Well, then, but, like, um, if you're getting something, it's, it's very exciting. Though. Glass and cantilever that off the wall. I, I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking I'm not, about space. So, anyway, no, I, I like that idea. Um, the only thing is that he's he's being very particular about. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. But how do like you say it. this nicely? He doesn't listen. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're both very picky. So I really cannot criticize him for being picky because I also am just as bad, if not worse. And, you know, he has specific needs that he has if he's going to do art down there, which I want him to continue doing. So, well, and if you're doing all this work, you Um, want it to be right. So, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but basically, there's a place that I think the desk should go, but I want to have, I want to give him the option of being able to move the desk around. Um, anyway, so yeah, we'll see. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> we need some wow. before photos. I think that would be helpful. Yes. Um, cause again, I, I think we'd like to follow along with your, with your project. Okay. I can do that. Maybe I'll post mm-hmm. them to my Instagram account. Um, and I can do like a little highlight or something. I have a backyard um, okay. project going on too, ladies. Well, wait, but I'm not done. I don't know if that was oh, my trial more? or my triumph. I, I guess that was my, you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, wait, but one more, one like more. A, a group Instagram of like, these are the projects we continue to talk about. Right. Ooh, and only our listeners have it. It will be like a private. Yeah, it be one, yeah, it could be one little thing to follow instead of all of us having If you want to follow our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which one of you is keeping up this Instagram account? No, I'm kidding. Oh, hey. um, <laughs> I'll keep it um, up. All right, Taryn, you're in charge. Great. I'll um, also come up with a name. Okay. Okay, well, so I wanted to just tell you one other thing that I was doing right before we started recording. What? I'm so excited. Um I was testing paint colors on the outside of our house. I'm so pumped. I thought you were painting it black. <laughs> yeah, but what color black, Karen? Oh, black, black. Many- <laughs> um, and we're doing a fun color on the door, so I'm excited about that. Um, Ooh, what, color? what color? I want to guess. Oh, okay. You guess. Mustard Ooh, I'm going to guess, too. I'm going to guess. Mustard yellow. Hold on. It's black and serene. Hold on. I don't think you'll guess it. So it's not mustard yellow, clearly. <laughs> I'm still over here thinking. Think about Caroline. I know. That's why I'm like, is it a shade of blue? Lavender. Well, guys, I currently am just dreaming of doing a dining room in full lavender. There you um, go. So You're the pocket. Um, But I don't see her doing her front door. That, that's why I'm like thinking it through. I think it's lavender. Orange. No, neither. But but lavender is close because it's um and I don't know where it's this, a shade of blue. It's a freaking it's a shade, shade of blue. No, it's a shade of purple. Um hold on, is wait. It? I'm gonna send it to it's you. Lavender. It's gonna be blue. No, it's called um well, this is the color that I'm testing. And I I like the color 
as a swatch, I need to make sure that when it's painted in our on our house, it actually looks like this. But it's called Pharaoh and Ball Brinjal, B-R-I-N-J-A-L. And it's like um, kind of maroony, plummy aubergine. I'm clicking on your link. Oh. Mm-hmm. So like scroll down to the door. It's like mm-hmm. I think. dark. So almost like an ox blood. I yes, ox blood. Ath- there, you there you go. Yeah. Athleta has had a lot of, I've bought a lot of their like leg, anything they have in that color, I pretty much have purchased. So I love that color. I, um, the whole kind of idea around it is Will wanted to paint or Will wanted to plant some, um, there's a it's this particular kind of rosebud um, tree, and he wants to plant them all over sort of the it's um it's like a dark rosebud tree. It's not like the regular one. It's a different kind of. Anyways, I'll I'll try to get the actual name so I can tell you which one I'm talking about because um, it's like a black rosebud tree. Anyways, it came from this tree that he wants to plant all over our yard. That is kind of this super. It's almost like blacky purpley red Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where the my kind of inspiration came from i love it so um so yeah house is gonna be black trees or um door is gonna be sort of an ox blood color and i'm pumped um painting starts in two weeks that's exciting caroline i'm so pumped okay so i have can i ask another question could this be an extended trials and triumphs because i have another question of course okay good um, all right. So remember, because um, you're kind of the rose queen. So mm-hmm. remember, she I is. planted my two sticks that were roses. Yes, from I remember David, someone's famous, David group. Austin, David Austin's <laughs> roses. Okay, you know David. So just to refresher for everyone, um, I ordered two dormant roses that arrived. Um, I ordered them a long time ago. You know six months ago or something, and they ship them when it's time to plant. So I got them. They arrived in early March. And I literally was leaving on a ski vacation. We were flying out at like 11 in the morning or something. And I recalled like, oh, no, I've got to plant those (laughs) roses because I had been soaking them in a bucket of water for 24 hours, which you have to soak them for 24 hours and then you plant them. Oh, no, Karen. And they, yeah. And this was already like a six month long commitment. So I'm out there in the yard, you know. Oh, God, please tell me it's like dark. No, this was in the morning because we're in the morning, like getting ready for the airport, packing to go to the airport and all this stuff. And this is the kind of thing that will make Joe Mooney insane where I'm like, oh, P.S., I have to go plant the, the, the back 40 real quick before <laughs> we leave for the airport. And he will be like, ah. So I'm like, oh, I've just got to go plant my two roses real quick. And I mean, we have house guests, you know, because they're going with us on the trip, all that. I'm like, see, ya, I got to go plant. So as I said, <laughs> they are two sticks. And I had ordered one white rose and one kind of coral colored rose. And I wanted the white white rose in my backyard because I have a black fence back there and I wanted it to all be monochromatic and climb up all over my fence. And then my coral rose to be up on the side yard in the front of the house and climb up over my sunroom window against the brick because I thought the coral would be pretty on the brick. Okay. P.S. I also like chopped the heck out of these sticks because I couldn't get the hole deep enough. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just trim some of this off. Oh, it's no. Fine. It's fine. Oh, no. Well, oh, y'all, God. those things lived and are happy, 
happy as a clam. So what? yeah, they're so happy. So, but I got my first buds. I got them mixed up. Did you revive? Oh no! Because I couldn't tell they that were just sticks. That is only something you would do. They're only sticks. How was I supposed to know? Don't they have a tag on them? I no, they didn't. They no. might have, but it didn't have a picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's and when Google comes in. I hand. know, Caroline. Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> she was rushing. But you know what? Coral is going to look great against black. So but let it's me fine. add this. Can I? Can I move them, or Ooh. should I just leave them? You know what? I did make this mistake once. <laughs> oh, she Ooh. gave you crap. Um, yeah. She no. this. No, we. Well, what mm-hmm. I was going to say is, we planted these rose bushes, and then. We had to dig them up and relocate it like a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really Google it or like look up how to transplant them. Uh-huh. And obviously I did it wrong. We just literally just dig it up with uh-huh. no prep work. But you really should prune them back. And I think, okay, this is just off the top of my head and I could be wrong. So if some rose expert out there hears this and um, don't know what I'm talking about, then please send us an email. Yeah, please tell Podcast me. Podcast at Um no, but I think you trim back like two thirds, mm-hmm. um, and then move it. But see, I don't know. No, until it's dormant. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. Everything's blooming, and I feel like it's a bad time to dig something up. I'll have to Google yeah. that. But then, okay, yeah, I, I have wouldn't. one other question about it. I, I, I know I sound like y'all. I know I'm sound like a moron when I ask these questions because you think I just got out from under a rock and I've never planted a plant before in my life. But I really don't know. I don't. So here's the deal. So I got these two roses. And so I got my first blooms on this coral one and they're pretty. And then it dies. And I was like, oh, am I supposed to deadhead it or not? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So then I Googled it. And David Austin's roses tells me, well, if it's a rose that has hips, then don't deadhead it. But if it doesn't, deadhead it. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? What is a rose with hips? hips? No, I didn't have time. So I just thought I'd ask (laughs) y'all. Okay. I mean, is she like a full body rose? Because then she got hips. Right, oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> if, okay. if she's shaped like me, she might have hips. I have to prune her. If she's shaped like you, she might not have hips. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what a rose hip is. That may, does that is that dumb? Do I sound okay, dumb? I'm just, no, I'm just googling it to, because I think I know what it means, but I just want to. <laughs> Well, Caroline, in all your years of having roses, have have do you deadhead them or do you not? I did, yes. Um, and my okay, hold on. Um, so okay, I think what hip means. I love that we're googling this in real time. Questions Sorry. answered by us about. <laughs> I could have just googled it myself. Sorry, but I thought you would know. Yeah, I always deadhead mine. Well, that's not true. Actually, what sometimes I would get. Mean? It means you it take means off, cut off the. Yeah, you, you break off bloom. the dead part. Yeah, after it blooms, you, you, you break it at its neck. Yeah, yeah. You and just trim the same it. Same with back. like hydrangea and other flowers. They continue to bloom if you take off the dead part. So they, it encourages them to bloom more. And I also just found out for my lavender that I planted last year and now is finally happy that you're supposed to prune it twice. So after it does its first initial bloom um, and that dies, you trim that back. And then in the fall, you trim it way back sort of to the hardy, hard, sticky parts. So I hadn't I done that before. That. So I got to get on that. It's a lot of work. Look at you with a green thumb. 
Well, I'm trying to make my backyard look cute, y'all. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, okay. My mom told me, and I don't know if she's a word. She actually is a a green. Okay. But what I would do is like, so, you know, if you, if your rose bush like has multiple blooms on a single sort of branch. Yeah. Obviously wait until they've all bloomed, but then she would cut off like right below the most recent like shoot yes um after it was fully finished blooming okay so if there's like three or four buds on one stem thing i wait for all of those to bloom and then i cut below the lowest one yes okay if it has hips she told me (laughs) well i'm googling it and it looks like hips are like kind of almost like a fruit looking um thing like it has oh it's the red ball underneath yeah yes i do know what rose hips are oh my god i've never had a rose with hips so i the wild the wild roses in maine have them okay i'm gonna have to figure this out okay good to know thanks ladies it does it looks like almost like a cherry yeah but it's like yeah it would be under where the actual rose bloomed i kept googling it thinking like surely this is not the right answer because i literally have never had a rose with hips so i think i just hate that i knew that answer but i didn't know that answer gosh all right yeah so i can see if my mom can send me like a an update because she's the person that i listen to because i this is um, my first foray into this, and I also have to train it up my wall. So I've got I've got fishing line and eye hooks. Got I've got things happening, y'all. It's, wow! I to take some I, you know, it's funny. There. I actually thought it was a lot easier than I thought it would be to we train it. Fishing line, mm-hmm. That's fishing line. Tuck it behind the fishing line whenever it got too big. And well, I I'm mean, also doing a lattice of jasmine. Oh, on jasmine! My so good. So it'll be sort of a grid on the diagonal of the jasmine on the fence. And then I would like the rose to be at the top of the fence going down the fence. This is my ultimate goal. That's complicated. I'm impressed. Well, you know, I've got ideas. I just don't have execution. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) We'll see. It's always a work in progress. Yes. That's why we have this show. (laughs) Yes, true. Otherwise, there would be no trials or trials. Constant work in progress. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies. Let's that was 34 minutes of trials and triumph. Oh, gosh, we're chatty. So, oh, they're going to hate this um, one. But I think all good updates. I know I was excited about mine because There's after so many after so many weeks of saying I have nothing to contribute, I now have something to contribute. Yay. Anyways, okay. All shall right. Shall we get to our guests? Let's get to it. Okay, so our guest today is an interior designer in Birmingham, Alabama. Her work has been featured in Atlanta Homes and Lifestyle, Traditional Home, Southern Living, House and Home, and more. And um, your style is very polished, very um, traditional, but with an edge, I think is what you say on your website. And I think that encapsulates it perfectly. Thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for coming. Well, I'm excited to be here and um, I'm glad we could make it work. And it's a great way to um, 
in the day with the three of you. And so, yeah, I think it's the, I would describe my work as traditional with a little bit of edge. You know, it's an investment when you do your home and when you design it. And so my goal is with my clients is to give them something that is custom, unique, special to them, um, but that's going to last. You know, the last thing I want to do is do something. I mean, in every room, I like to have something special and that, you know, draws, you know, your eye catches your attention. But at the same time, I want it to to last and stand the test of time. Um, so you're so. not trendy. I feel like that's one thing you're really not. I, I try not to. I like edge and I like a little drama. Um, but I'm not trendy. And if I am trendy with a piece, I try to use something that is um, maybe the price point isn't as high. So it's not quite as much of a monetary investment. So if in a couple of years you want to um, move along from it, it's it's not like you have a lot of, um, you know, invested in it. When you say drama, what do you mean? Drama. I, I would say when I say drama, as far as... Um, my interiors go that something that really catches your eye that's unique that makes the room different from maybe another room that you might see um for instance in one of our um homes livable home which caroline i think you had mm-hmm. yes earlier. i have some questions about it yes so you know it was a brand new home and it's a big home and you know it's one of my favorite type of projects to work on because the, the clients were great. They trusted us to do our job. And um, it was a clean slate. So it, we were involved from day one with the schematics of the plan until we were installing their furniture. And um, it was, you know, one of the rooms in the living room, it was a huge room, brand new with 22 foot ceilings. And so we added a, I think it was ended up being 14, six high um, upholstered screen that we created and collaborated with not only the builder, but his electrician and our upholsterer and, um, and my team to make sure that everybody, you know, had everything how we needed it. So it could be installed properly. And, um, and, you know, so that is when you walk in that room, I mean, it causes a little drama, but that room needed something to ground it because of its vastness, you know, it needed some weight. Um, that was so genius Uh because I'm sure if everyone can if everyone can imagine one of those rooms that's double height you know two like a two-story height and unless it has huge windows you have this huge expanse of drywall and everyone we have gotten this question actually from listeners many many times where they ask do I take the wall art all the way up to the like ceiling what do I go halfway like it's such a bizarre so I loved what you did because it was um like you said it's a 14 it was a 14 foot upholstered um piece that yeah yeah Yeah. and it oh it was gorgeous and then behind it you put drapery didn't you have panels behind it I did Karen so the um there's drapery that is on you know is behind it and then um it wraps around another wall on each side of the windows and that I did that because I just felt like it still needed some softness on the sides and the drapery blends with the colors of the rest of the wall and the space. And so it's really the screen that's dark that pops out at you um, that catches your eye. Um, but if you look more closely, I mean, it's, it's all layered. 
um, it looks, I mean, don't get me wrong, the screen is big and it, it catches your eye, but at the same time, it looks simple. It just looks like it's just part of the room. But when you look more closely, you know, you have the linen draperies against this velvet upholstered screen. And then there's two rows of, um, of banding at the type at the top of the draperies that line up with the windows and the limestone, you know, the brick joints on the fireplace. So there was a lot of thought that went into it. Um, I think my clients probably thought I was crazy when I first presented it to them, but they took a leap of faith and, and trusted us. And, um, you know, it was, it was fun to see it go in. You know, I think I was holding my breath as much as anyone else and just, you know, thank you, Jesus, that it all worked out and, you know, mm -hmm. it all fell into place because it was a lot of fun to see it. Yeah. And those two bands at the top, I thought were such an unusual touch, but they really just made it. Uh, well, it was, how did you even come up with that? Well, it just, I felt like it needed a little detail. You know, there's now heads on the screen and, you know, they were placed strategically, you know, around the sconces and, and the console that's in the middle, and we knew we were going to have art or a mirror. I think we, we have a Louis Philippe mirror above it. Um, so they were placed strategically, but I felt like the, the drapery needed just a little bit more detail. It needed a little bit more edge than just being simple linen panels. Um, so that's where the banding came in. Mm -hmm. So, How did you physically get that screen installed in front of this flowing drapery. You know what I mean? Because I would think, oh, I would attach this screen to the wall, but you've got drapery flowing. Uh -huh. How'd you do that magic? That is a very good question, Karen. So it is, um, it is a little bit of magic because it's a little deceiving. So I have drapery panels that are floor to ceiling on the sides of it. And the, the way the upholstered screen lays um, there's a little bit of a gap from the wall because we had to have blocking behind it. So it looks like the draperies go behind the upholstered screen because I have, you know, it going across my drapery rod, but they only hang like a, a foot below the upholstered screen. They don't go all the way down to the floor. Um, so that was a very good question. You're right. very... Well, I ready. just didn't understand how it worked. Now, yeah. you also put drapery... Like you've got it all over bedroom walls. Like it seems like these this cocooning drapery thing. I'm lusting yeah. after. I, I must be missing something in my life, you know, where I feel like <laughs> I just need a you know somewhere to go and get away from it all or something. But um, yeah, recently I've been using a lot of draperies just to create or just a softness and uniqueness and um. And I like the word cocoon like because to me that's such a great visual, just something just comfy and wrap yourself in. Um, when I do it, I try to keep it neutral in a neutral color, you know, something that blends with the color of the wall or something that's a few shades lighter or darker. Um, so it just acts as another element and another layer in the room. It's just sort of something sort of yeah. soft that goes away. Exactly. Yeah, I noticed it in that livable house. You have it. Um, behind a console table in an entryway. Yes. Again, right. it just, and it's layered behind a piece of art. And again, it's like just, it. it so I, I mean, it just seems I'm like such an unusual choice, but it really makes it. Well, thank you. So it, I think when I'm looking at a space, I'm always looking at it like, what can I do to soften the space? And some rooms are easier than others. You know, for instance, in a bathroom or a kitchen, it's filled with many hard surfaces. So how can I counter balance, you know, those surfaces with some soft ones. And the foyer, you know, it's a beautiful home. The architect did a beautiful job with the with the drawings, but 
it was a lot of hard surfaces in the foyer. There wasn't really anything special. So I think my way of adding those wool draperies in there was just to add another layer and element to kind of catch your eye. Your eye can kind of glaze over it as, you know, because it's really the art that floats that your eye is drawn to. But then how are you floating art over drapery? So a lot of times what we do is we'll put some blocking behind the drapery. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be big. It can be, you know, six by nine or however it needs to be where around where our nail's going to be. And we just put a little hole into the drapery panel. Okay. Now, do so, you ever use that technique to hide architectural flaws or say, for instance, a bedroom that has a window that you really want to put the bed there and you want it to feel, do you do, do you use it for that as well? Um, I, I have before our very first house that we lived in. Um, I did that very because we had our bed against that wall and, you know, and I covered it there. Um, so that's really the only one that comes to mind as far as an architectural flaw. Sometimes, you know, when a house has a lot, well, when a house is strong architecturally, you know, I tend to think that we need less drama as far as, you know, layers and layers of wool draperies, you know. Um, so sometimes I use them more when the architecture, when the architecture maybe isn't as, um, I don't know if strong's the right word. But like to have much personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause um, you know, when I need to add a little bit more drama because, you know, the architecture's not there to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed that amongst all of your rooms that you like you just have lots and lots and lots of soft surfaces. I mean, the upholstered walls, but even like all of your, a lot of your furniture is skirted. Mm-hmm. A lot of your coffee tables are really upholstered, mm-hmm. you know, ottomans. And I was wondering if, you know, is it like, does it have, like, I almost feel like it probably, it's not only something that you see and touch, but it probably has something to do with like the way the room sounds even like, doesn't it sound extra? I think, how, I think I would say how it feels. And I don't know what that says about me, honest to goodness. Like, um, cause I don't know how a room feels, but to me, I want a room to feel livable and welcoming and soft. And to me, just having some layers, especially because my, my interiors tend to be more neutral. I don't use a lot of florals. I don't use a lot of color. Um, so I'm having to add that softness and something that draws you in in a different way. Mm-hmm. I do love the neutrals of your room. So I'm, I'm the you. most boring girl. Everything <laughs> in my house is like, great. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at your images and it was, oh, yes, it's what I love and what I try to do, but I'm not anywhere near as great as you are. I mean, no. it is, but still, like you said, so warm and so welcoming and just rich feeling. Is that from texture? Because like you said, it's not from pattern, really, unless it's more of a tone on tone pattern. It's, I think it's a, it's a few different things. So I think it's playing off the hard and the soft surfaces, um, which creates a little tension. For instance, you know, if I have a wood side table, I'm not going to use a wood lamp. I'm going to use a glass lamp or a metal lamp, something that gives you a different finish. You know what that reminded me of when you said that though? It reminded me of when people wear like a denim shirt and jeans, like, no, don't do that. You know, think of it that way. You, <laughs> you need have, that contrast. Yeah, you have to add a little a little tension. And then too, you know, I add 
different types of texture. So for instance, you know, if a room has some linen, I'm going to try to throw some leather in there and maybe a mohair or a velvet. So you get the different textures with the different types of um, fabrics in there. I love it. Will you yeah. come to my house for free? Of course. Of course. Just of course. I'll just try to emulate your looks. They're hey, really beautiful. I, I can tell you do not need me at all, Karen. I can I can see you <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> um, I was wondering, um, one of my favorite images of yours that I've seen before I even knew it was you is that um that uh rounded out corner in the kitchen. Um, you did, you know what I'm talking about? The wall, the white wall has the clipped corner, um, in the kitchen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And the yes. kitchen's so all like wood where we, where I clipped the corners, um, where the hood and the range are. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe that? Like, cause the wall itself looked like it as if it had a punch that out and the kitchen, so funny. you know, it's, um, I had an architect ask me like, what made me think to do that? And I don't really know what it was. I think I just always visualized when we were working on that kitchen. Yes. Yes. The, um, the project expansion is what that is on my, on my website. I just never saw a straight 90 degree straight edge on those corners. I just saw something a little softer. Um, Mm. And and it's funny, I'm drawn to, um, and again, I don't know why, but I'm drawn to soft corners like that. Like we're working on a house right now in Orlando, Florida, and it's going to be a beautiful vacation home for the the nicest family. And we've... um, We've done that and their dining room is open and we're going to upholster the walls in the dining room. But as you walk into the openings, we've clipped the corners there. So I don't know. I don't know why I'm attracted to that little soft touch, but I am for some reason. Well, it It does seem like a great way to blend your drywall with your cabinetry, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like it transitions and it looks I, so I think everyone smoke. will have to go. Yeah, everyone's going to have to I look mean, at this particular image. Otherwise, they'll have no idea what we're trying to say. Well, but, yeah. And it gives a little detail, you know, where mm-hmm. it's just not a straight edge. It just gives a little detail, a subtle detail that you, you know, that shows that you kind of thought it through. Yeah, subtle details. I, I, looking through your imagery, mm-hmm. the subtle details are the things that can really take you down a rabbit hole of delight. Because little corners or the nail head trim or a ribbon edge or something like that. Draperies that, on a wall. Yeah, so yeah, often overlooked you. or you just don't even think to think yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's the stuff that is just making these dynamite spaces. Well, we, um, I like details and I like to delve into um, them when it comes to a room and a home. And so... Thank you for that, because I, I think that's a very nice compliment that, you know, our our interiors can look simplistic in some ways because there's not a lot of pattern and there's not a lot of color. But if you do look closely, there's definitely customization and details and one is layered upon another strategically and intentionally. So is your own home um, reflective of this? Is it neutral with lots of texture as well? It is. It is. It's funny. I did my house when we built it about 13 years ago. And so it's time for me to start um, redoing a few things. But yeah, most certainly um, 
And it's very lived in, Karen. I can definitely tell you that, especially, you know, I've had all three of my girls home um, with all this, with, you know, going on with COVID. And um, and so we definitely live in our house. As how's it, how's it functioning for you? Is it functioning well with everyone there at home? Yeah, it really does. It My house, um, I will say that is one thing. And I don't know if I come from a very large family. I'm one of five kids. And so I like nice things. I'm, um, I know what nice things are and I appreciate them, but I'm pretty practical. And um, function is big. I mean, whenever I'm working with any of my clients, I'm looking at a space thinking, okay, what can I do to it to make them want to come in here and use this space? And how can it grow with their family? So I feel like when we built our house, you know, 13 years ago that I tried to plan as much as you possibly can without knowing what your life's going to be like, you know, for our house to grow with our children. Um, and it, and it has done that. It's done that really well. I just want to know specifics. Like what have you done that has made it work so well for your family? Um, well, so, you know, I have, um, my children have 25 first cousins cause my husband's from a large family too. So yeah, wow, I know, wow. I know. It, it sounds like we're from Alabama, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> Alabama. I'm um, from Alabama. Hey, uh, I'll take you. I'll take you. Where are you from? Where are you? Mobile. I don't think I knew that. I did not know that. Um, yep. So I have banquettes in two of my rooms. I have a long banquette in my dining room, and a big banquette in my kitchen. Um, and so when we host Christmas, it's not anything for us to have 25, 30 people with us and everybody has a place to sit comfortably and eat dinner. Um, you know, there are different, like in our, in my living room, in my dining room, um, you know, it's one big room. So on one end is a big banquette with my table and then there's a sitting room. So, you know, people can congregate there, um, you know, and then in my family room, just lots of seating. There's a couple different seating areas just where people can spread out and um, and still be together, but not be, you know, on top of each other. One thing that I noticed that you did, and I I need to know more about this, is using Shay's lounges in living rooms. Yes. This is, I think when I see a Shay's lounge, I think bedroom, mm-hmm. little nook, but you, you, and you especially use pairs of them. Um, like, why? Like, Tell why? Them. What am I thinking? Like, what are you I mean, doing? no, like, it, yeah. I mean, it looks amazing. How are you just, doing it? Seems, it just seems, um, I wouldn't have guessed that. So I'm curious. Well, the, there have been a couple of times that I've done it in living rooms and it's been when they're, the space has been small in size. And again, just trying to think of a way, um, for instance, one of the living rooms that we did when we decided to redesign the space, it had all this tiny French, you know, Louis furniture in it that really, if you went and sat in there, you're going to go sit, you're going to sit by yourself because it's so small and it certainly was not comfortable. And so we added two of them in that space to draw them in. You know, I could envision them sitting on their computer or reading a book or doing their homework, their children. Um, And it just fit the space really well. And it was a little different and unique. And when I do include them, I always try to use some that aren't so bedroomy. Um, Mm -hmm that look more, uh, I guess I would say a little bit more masculine in style than something that's real curved and feminine. I mean, I just thought, why aren't, I mean, you never see that. And I thought, why don't you, you know, because exactly. it is, it, you see a chair and ottoman all the time. I mean, every living room has yeah. 
you know, a chair with a matching ottoman. But and a chaise is essentially the same thing. So it just, it, I thought it was, oh, like, duh, that does look really comfortable and inviting. <laughs> it just saves you a step, Caroline, where you don't have to pull the ottoman under your feet, you know? Like, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's just get down to it. But um, <laughs> It's so. a lazy man's chair and ottoman. It's a lazy man's chair. So if you've learned anything from me, I'm a, I am like to be lazy. I like to sleep. I like to be, you know, surrounded <laughs> and great, you know? So. I love it. I was going to ask, um, again, I'm going back to my kitchen I loved so much um, okay. because it was a brown kitchen. And yes. as we yes. kind of, as you know, nobody's really doing that right now. Um, so I just had questions about like, how did you pick it and why did you do wood and like what makes it, you know, feel so good to us right now? Well, the, it, the funny thing about that kitchen is that it was done four to five years ago. So it wasn't like it was last year. Um, that kitchen has a little age to it and it has an organic feel to it. Um, and it's funny because that kitchen has gone viral when it, it has been all over everywhere, you know, um, which I'm very grateful for that. But it just seemed to fit the home and my clients at that time. Um, my clients were, I don't know how to say, but you know, she loved linen and texture and, and just organic, you know, feel to things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she wasn't too formal. Um, and the house was kind of a nondescript house when we renovated that home. Um, the before pictures and then the after pictures are crazy because we raised the roof, we enclosed a sunroom. I mean, it really transformed, um, that particular space in particular. And so the wood was just an organic element to that space that just seemed to be right with the client and, um, and how the home read to me. Well, and I love that you paired it with, um, you did a dark heart, like our hardware and, um, and then again, which was to me still unexpected, but then you had like the gold brass for the um, fixtures and such. Um, and I just loved the way it looked and I would have never thought to even mix those. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's funny because when we moved some walls, when we did that renovation and so um, what was once the, there was a sitting room in the front of the house and we flipped that and made the dining room and then we turned the dining room space, which was connected to the kitchen into a walk-in pantry. Mm. And I really should have done some photographs of that house. Um, my clients have since sold the house um, of the walk-in pantry because it was such a great space, but no one really knew that it even in, existed because it looked like a wall of just the waxed wood. Uh, um, you mm. know, but behind it was another room, which was kind of fun. That's great. Yeah. It looks just so clean, like it, but it, but not boring. Yeah. It's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've noticed that you like a sconce. I like a sconce. Yeah. Yeah. And you use them in such unusual little ways, you know, as more of a little decorative jewel in a room mm -hmm. sometimes. Talk about how you decide where one might go. So, the, a sconce, you know, gives ambiance, gives, you know, a soft lighting. It's not really going to give you task lighting. So, and it's a great way to add a little bit of dimension to a space. The same thing as with a picture light. You know, I've been doing a lot more of those lately and niches and, um, and fun little spots like that. 
And so to me, it's just a way to add an extra little element, um, a touch of a metal, you know, some sort of metal for a space and, you know, just when the space calls for it. Uh huh. I think people don't think about them as much as they should. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they think about a lamp, a floor lamp, a table yeah. lamp, a chandelier, but putting a sconce on a wall, it, it gives you that other level of light. And, you know, there's so many interesting shapes and forms. It completely. Well, yeah. I also, I love them because first off, it doesn't take up table space. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, especially next to a bedside, I have them on my bedside, above my bedside table and you, you never have enough space next to your bedside table. Caroline, what are you putting on your bedside table, Caroline, besides a glass of wine? I mean, it has my (laughs) iPad, some wine, my phone, I don't know, random things that accumulate, you know. On your bedside table. The baby monitor, I don't know, books, just things, you know, um, accumulate. And so I just, I like that my, especially if you don't have a lot of room and you don't know, you only have about. 24 inches, Mm -hmm. then if you have a great big lamp, then you have maybe eight inches of table space. If that, if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. So it is, it's a great um, way to save some space and in that instance, but, um, and I love having light in different forms too, you know, so um, not only table lamps or floor lamps, but sconces and, you know, just it, it adds a different type of light since it's not a task light, you know? Yeah, it always sure. is so pretty. And I do mm-hmm. think it's like you, again, you do these layered rooms with all these different textures and even those different lights give such an, you know, give the texture life too. So True. that's a good point. Coming mm-hmm. from different directions, different levels, everything. Well, takes plus, if, I think a lot of people, I don't, I never have this problem because I feel like I have too much wall, wall art, but a lot of people struggle to fill their walls. Mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. that we get that in mm-hmm. our questions and our dilemmas all the mm-hmm. time. And a sconce, it mm-hmm. serves so many purposes. It's light and it's art. It completely. And and it gives you some dimension, you know, off the walls too. Yes. So everything's not so flat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And square. True. So many That's things right. we hang on walls are square. So unless yeah. you have a round mirror or a sunburst or something like that, then you're right. It gives you something different. Please. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I had one more because um, you had um, on your portfolio, on your website, you had a beautiful arch that led into a front room um, that had a exposed uh, bar, a little, um, what do you call those? What are they called again? The, what was the computer niche? And that I turned into the, I think that's what you're With the X's? To. On the panels of the doors and yes. it's cream. Oh yes. my gosh, those upholstered yes. doors. So that was a room. It was a home that we were working on and it was a room. It was an office. And do y'all remember from the 80s, the computer niches that a lot of the homes had that yes. were built at that time? Do you remember that? Yeah. Where you'd have the big old box computer and you would sit, you know, like looking at the, you know, into the little wall. Yeah. And, and that's what that was. And they just had it as a catch-all and no one ever really used that room um it was kind of a walk-through room to you know to make your way around the house and so we made it um the husband's room his space that he could go in there and smoke a good cigar or if he had some friends over they could go watch a you know a football game on the tv and so we took that old 80s niche and turned it into a wet bar 
um, with, we framed it out a little differently and um, added in some, you know, uh, the back of it has some snakeskin wall covering. And then we did some waxed oak cabinetry with upholstered doors that are touch latch. So you touch them to open and touch them to close. Mm. Um, so it's usable. It's functional. It's usable. Hopefully it'll help carry them in there. They can go in and have a cocktail and, um, and just relax and hang out. I love that idea of taking sort of a weirdo little space. We talk about mm-hmm. that sometimes. Some of those odd things in your house are the best opportunity to get creative and make something different that right. will serve you. Uh-huh. So, you know, what do you need? And t- take that weird thing and make it what you need. Exactly. And make it special and something kind of fun to the um, to the house. We're working on a project um, here in Mountain Brook with Chris Tippett. And I always love working with talented architects like Chris who are super creative. And, um, and it's just fun to dive into all the details that and work on them together, you know, and see how one room's going to unfold into another. But in that house, in the living room, it had uh, this awkward space. It was like a niche. And so we're going to upholster the back and do a beautiful bench and add a little table. And it's going to be a cute little, um, like a seat that you can kind of perch on, you know? I and love that idea. Yeah. So it's, it's like an upholstered banquette, but sunk, in, sunk into the wall. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, so the back of the niche is upholstered and then we're going to have a, a, a custom built in um, bench that sits in front of it and, you know, a little table uh, off to the side so you can actually use it and, you know, do something with it um, versus just taking the niche and, you know, sticking a console in it and being done. It just adds another layer of softness. But um, yeah, I'm excited about that house. It's going to be really pretty. We're in the thick of it right now. And um, it's going to be fun to see it evolve and come together. Yeah. Okay. So since we're speaking of niches, what if you have one of those weird niches that's just a cutout in the wall and it's like, not, it it doesn't go all the way to the floor. Is it a pass through or just a, no, no. You know, those niches where it's a, it's literally like a statue. Yes. Or or phones used to have those niches. A lot of like bungalow twenties houses have those little weird phone niches. Well, I think it depends on where it is, Caroline, in the house, Mm -hmm. you know, and what you can do. Like, are you talking about like maybe more of a box where you would just put a piece of art in it? Or are you talking about one that's so that's bigger? I think it just depends on what size it is and where you know, where it is in the home. I mean, it'd be a great place to put a pretty piece of art or a contrasting color or some, you know, a wall covering. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. it just depends on how do you want it to stand out and how do you want it to read? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't have a specific one I'm thinking of. I just, I I feel like we do um, get questions around them. And so Mm -hmm. like there was one um, lady who had a niche next to her fireplace and she said she didn't really want to store firewood in it because she stores it out on her porch um, because it's messy and she just didn't know what to do with it. And I thought, yeah, yeah, you, you always have such yeah. clever things. Like I, I know. So for example, you um, gave us a tour on our Instagram TV that we're going to be sharing and um, yeah. you actually built a niche into your entryway. So maybe we'll tell everybody about your entryway a little bit, maybe. So yeah, so there is a, um, a niche in my entryway that has uh, two built in cabinets on each side. 
And in my niche, I added a little uh, love seat, really. It's not a sofa. It's a love seat um, that we custom designed. And just to kind of give you a place to sit down and put on your shoes before you ride out the door, or if somebody comes by the door, that you can sit down and chat for a minute. Um, and again, to add some softness to the foyer, you know, which upholstery can certainly mm-hmm. do. Wow. So it's so pretty. And I loved how your cabinets um, stored all of your, your mail and your kids stuff. And I thought that was really smart. So everyone definitely go watch that. Thank well, you. That, that, Hide it. Yeah. That thing that you're talking about, like form and function together, it's the perfect match. Mm-hmm. So, well, and it's nice to have ways to, um, to hide your mess too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think I mentioned in the video that it has drawers and if you open up the drawers, um, y'all would probably be going, Oh my goodness, Dana, because it's stacked with, you know, each of my girls has a drawer and it's stuff from their life, you know, pictures that came from when they were in third grade or a certificate of something that they achieved or whatever. It's all kind of thrown in that drawer. Um, and I know exactly where it is. And I know, you know, they go by age. The first one is my oldest and works its way down. But No, it would be impressive if they were in some kind of book, Taryn, you know, but not <laughs> thrown in a drawer. But anyway, <laughs> so, so if my house ever catches on fire, it's forget everything else. I'm going to be grabbing those drawers and, you know, and going out. <laughs> Are you them. leaving Bitsy and taking <laughs> the drawers? No no, I, no, 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 no. Although my husband might be saying, you know, leave Bitsy, but no. Bitsy <laughs> <laughs> loves me too much. She's over here by my feet. Oh, so, sweet. I love it. So should we, maybe we should do our, our dilemmas now. I'm excited. The one we have tonight is, is really good. Okay. This is from Laura and she writes and says, hi, Taryn, Caroline, and Karen. I hope you all are staying safe and doing well. I love the podcast and I have learned so much from you all. For instance, I took your advice and left the space above my kitchen cabinets blank. Was she the one who was asking if she should do ivy above her cabinets? <laughs> I think that was someone else. <laughs> okay. There was so I just remembered us joking. Okay, sorry. Um, so smart girl. She <laughs> did nothing. <laughs> sorry. Um, and one time Karen told me, and everyone listening, not just me specifically, that I could mix and match drapery hardware, and I did it. Yay. I got the Ballard brass ring clips on a pewter rod. It looks layered and I like it. I have another challenge and I would really appreciate your input. My husband and I built our home last year and we love it. We moved from a one bedroom apartment to a beautiful home and I have so much enjoyed designing and decorating our home. That being said, the rooms don't sing yet. We're almost there, just not yet. So I'm hoping that that your sage advice can help us cross the finish line. Attached, I have included pictures of our living room, dining room. As you can see from the photos, we have one massive wall where I placed a large mid-century credenza and an oversized piece of art. I like the art and the credenza, but I'm not styling it right. What would you do? What am I missing? Then I have nothing on the walls of the dining room. What would you do in there? Do you have any other suggestions to make the room pop? In general, I would describe my style as traditional, but with some modern, eclectic, and maybe a touch of playful or reverent note my husband's massive Lego ship in our built-in. Thanks in advance for your help. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Laura. I actually really like the Lego ship in her built-in. I love Laura. She's adorable. I I didn't know that was a Lego ship when you look at it. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's really good. 
Like and it adds a little bit of personalization. Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, so Laura, congratulations on your new home. I mean, that, I think that's so exciting. And it looks like you're um, on your way to really creating a beautiful home for memories to come. And, um, and I think you're so close. I think you're mm-hmm. really, really close. And so some things that kind of jumped out to me when I was looking at it is that in the, um, the dining area, we need to find a way to ground the space. And I would think about adding a banquette against the wall that is perpendicular to the credenza to give some weight. And I loved, is it the Coventry Ballard? Yes. Banquette? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And going as long as you possibly can against that wall and moving your table, you know, so it'll be, it'll be, your table will move over from the center of the room. Um, and then, you know, which you would have to move your chandelier to hang up under your, you know, over your table, centered on your table. And I would consider putting some sconces on that wall, mm. um, again, to give a little bit of dimension and then something in the middle, maybe an architectural piece or just something that speaks to you that makes it special and personal to you. And, um, and I think if you did that, you'd have a little bit of room on the right side where you could do some sort of little serving piece or a bar card or just something, again, that would make you use that space that would be functional and that you could, um, you know, pull from the table or if you're setting the table or whatever you think that would, um, you know, would would work. Um, I would also, I was looking at your table and your chairs Um I would find some consistency there. So for instance, maybe paint your chairs white to blend with your table. And I love how you have the pops of the blue, perhaps do two end chairs that have a skirt. So everything doesn't have legs um, on the end. And that would add some softness as well, along with that banquette, which I think could be really, really pretty. Um, I would, it was hard to tell like the size of, um, of, you know, things and how much room you had, but um, maybe pull up the the red rug that's on top of the grass. And it looked like it might be more of like a runner size. I'm wondering if it could go parallel to the credenza or even mm. between the breakfast area and the living space, the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, so between the two, the two, the living room. Okay. Between the two rooms. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, and, but I think she's so close. I really do. And then mm-hmm. as far as the credenza, I love the big piece of art. Um, she really just needs to style it a little bit. I think with maybe a beautiful urn or um, a ceramic, like a white ceramic piece of pottery bowl or something would be beautiful and some coffee table books with um, something green on the coffee table books. I think just, again, just adding some more layers in. Um, But she has a really good foundation. Yeah. I think that I, um, I may have already sent this to her, but I have... um, at her new house, for whatever reason, I have lots of very long, low consoles. And yeah. I found a lot of inspiration with um, William McClure, a Birmingham oh, yeah. artist. Yeah. And he yeah. does such a good job styling his his uh, surfaces, Layering. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, I, so- and he does lots of like short stack of three books, yeah. you know, laying down horizontally. And he'll you know, do a stack with nothing on top and then he'll do a stack with a bowl and then he'll, you know, leave one open and then do a stack with like a art leaned up on it. And he, he varies it, but I love looking through his, um, 
Instagram for his little styling kind of yeah. inspiration. Yeah. William does a great job with that. He really does. And um, and I could definitely see something like that on this credenza, you know, a couple stacks of coffee table books and something on top of, you know, one of the stacks, I think could be just a, you know, again, just layering in things that are special to her, but right. getting mm-hmm. a good foundation down. But yeah. sort of sleek and minimal. I mean, she yeah. has yeah. a very kind of pared back vibe, which I, it looks great in this space. Um, and her floors are gorgeous. She's they are. Amazingly gorgeous wood floors. Um, but she, ha- I mean, she has the gift of editing. She's good at that, right? So yeah, um, yeah just a, something sort of minimal and low maybe on that credenza, yeah. I think to kind of echo the lowness of it is nice. Yeah, she's off to a good start. She has a great pair of lamps and that great piece of art and, and the credenza's pretty. She's she's off to a really good mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said bar cart, I was thinking, and I don't usually throw out Ballard products at the top of mm-hmm. mind, but we have an acrylic bar cart that I think would yeah. really vibe so well with what she's got going on in this space. It's sort of modern, but traditional. And I think that that acrylic um, would really kind of feel at home in here. Mm-hmm. I like that because you've got so much wood and that brings in another texture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be great. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Well, it's problem solved. That's right. It's <laughs> done. Finished. Done and done. I love the, all of those ideas. I definitely like the um, sconce idea because I, I do think in your dining room, you want that real good lighting mm-hmm. and um, sconce. Low light for dinner. Put it on a dimmer. Yeah, put it on a dimmer. That's exactly right. <laughs> Everything that's, on a dimmer. That's right. <laughs> Everybody oh. looks better with a demo, right? That's, that's very right. true. Right. And a glass of wine. That's or just right. candlelight. That's my that's favorite. Right. <laughs> yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Soft ambiance. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Laura. We really appreciate it. Yeah. It's not Laura. Oh, Laura's the listener. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Like, this is Thank you for enough. sending in your question. <laughs> hey, I, 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 Karen, I'll answer to anything. <laughs> I knew, I knew you weren't talking about me. <laughs> Sorry. That's Dana, fine. can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work, all that good stuff? Yes. Thank you so much. So you can um, find me on Instagram under Dana Walter Interiors. And I have a um, website as well. You can always call our office. We have an office number. Um, and we're located in the Mountain Brook suburb of Birmingham, Alabama. Just good old Southern Interior design, I guess. So. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. thank Everyone you. definitely needs Instagram. to go look at your, yes, yeah. your thank Instagram. You. Follow, so, and thank you. People love y'all, are, y'all are sweet. I really appreciate all of you having me on. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please leave us a review in your podcast app. We would appreciate that. Don't forget to check out the show notes at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And send your questions, of course, to podcast ballarddesigns.net. We'll answer it on a future episode. Don't forget to enable the How to Decorate skill in your Amazon account so you can listen to us from your Alexa. And follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.